Welcome, everyone, to the Induced Fear Halloween episode. I am your host, Oscar, and it is just me for this episode. Uh, we had some me staying out too late and couldn't record together problems. Um, but happy Halloween. It is the Halloween episode. I have some spooky personal stories that people have sent in to share with you on this spooky night. And I hope you guys enjoy them. But before we get started, I want to talk about the origin of Halloween. So let's talk about that and then I'll get into some personal encounter stories to share with you guys. Now, we all know October 31st is where when we all celebrate Halloween. We all dress up in costumes, hand out candy, go to haunted houses, go and party, whatever it is that you do. But the whole premise is that we decorate with jack-o'-lanterns. We dress as the monsters. They tell in stories. But what many don't know, except for probably the people who who listen to the podcast or are into the spooky scary... The, the origin of Halloween can be traced all the way back to ancient Celtic to an ancient Celtic festival known as Samhain, which I know a lot of people know or have heard Samhain. Samhain was Samhain was a day when the summer harvest would end and it would mark the start of winter. The 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 festive side the celebration side would start the night before which was October 31st and on the evening of October 31st it was believed that the living and the dead would be sharing one space no longer divided it was a thinning of the veil so you would now have the dead walking amongst the living People would dress up in costumes. They would light bonfires to scare away unwanted spirits. Um, During the beginning, it became popular to be witches, ghosts, and goblins. And that's basically where we get people dressing up. Now, the carving of a pumpkin came from this Irish myth of Stinky Jack, a mischievous man who tricked the devil... Jack had tricked the devil multiple times and the only way he was able to get free is if he promised Jack what he wanted. So the devil wanted to get free. However, Jack eventually died. God would not allow him to enter into heaven. Staying true to his promise, the devil also didn't allow Jack into hell. Instead, he sent Jack into the night with nothing but a burning piece of coal to light his way. It was told that Jack then put the burning coal into a carved out turnip and he began wandering the earth ever since. This Irish folklore, in this Irish folklore, Jack started to be referred to as Jack of the Lantern and people celebrating Sam Hain would carve scary faces into potatoes, turnips to frighten him away. And it wasn't until people 
came to America that the tradition started to be put into our own tradition. So those are some some of the things that have made our Halloween as we know it today. There is also trick-or-treating, which dates back all the way to Samhain again. And it was believed that poor people would go to houses of wealthier families that night. The rich families would give them pastries called soul cakes in return for them to pray for the souls of their dead relatives. This was known as souling. And later, it later became tradition for children to knock on the, the house, knock on the door, not the house. Well, still, same, same. And get food, money, and even ale in return. Years later, um, in places like Scotland and Ireland, the tradition was called guising, and children wear costumes and then go to people's houses. And instead of praying for the dead, they would sing a song or tell a joke, uh, perform a trick before giving their treat, which then turned to trick or treat. So we get all these kind of overlaps on what it started and how much we have changed it. Because I think here it was like, you give us a treat or you get tricked. Uh, Toilet paper, egging you know, fun stuff for people to clean up. But that is our Halloween as we know it. Now we are going to get into our spooky encounter stories that people have sent in. The first one I have, the first one I have is from actually a client's son. And he told me this in person um <clears throat> he says this happened when i was about 7 years old um my dad had gone to work um mom was working in the office and i was just by myself watching tv in my favorite shark pajamas and i remember them because they were my favorite and I would wear them all the time. I then heard the garage door open and I thought, oh man, dad came back home early. So I run to go to the garage door and as the garage door is opening, I open the door to look into it and what I see is somebody standing there with the same exact shark pajamas that I was wearing. And that person was me. Both me and myself looked at each other and both got scared. The other me ran back away from me into the driveway and I ran back inside. And I remember that that so vividly because he was wearing the exact same pajamas as me and I just remember us both being scared it wasn't like a ghost or anything it was somebody standing there I can see the shadow of him 
I just know it wasn't a dream. And that story, like I said, comes from a client's son. He had told that to me, and uh, the dad was actually sitting right there as he told me, and the dad was like, oh, no, it could that sounds like it was a dream. That's not possible. That's that's that sounds like a dream. And the kid's response was, well, maybe, but I just remember it so like it's stuck in my memory because it scared me so much. Now, I said it could it could be real. It could be a dream. You don't know. But if it's you believe it to be real, then it's real to you. Now, I like a good doppelganger story, and that's a good way to start off um, our encounters, stories here. Uh, what If you had had anything like that happen, be sure to let us know, because that's, that's scary. Now, our next story is a short one, and it comes from Haunted History BC on Instagram. Um, I had put a call out and they sent a story in a short one that they were investigating a location and they had, it was a, I think it was a wine cellar that they were investigating and they had a, a wine cork actually fly towards them and then the voice of something saying, I see you. Hearing a voice is one thing and then having something thrown at you is one thing. Putting them to, those two together I think is where it gets scary. I don't know if I would stay there. No, I probably would. I probably would stay there, if I'm being honest. But, yeah, a really short, spooky one from Haunted History BC on Instagram. Be sure to look them up. I did a show with her um, on Hidden in the Shadows podcast. It was a roundtable. So be sure to also check that out. The next one is a... It's a fairly recent one that was sent in. I don't know if this was their own encounter or if they were telling somebody else's story because the page didn't have any post to it or anything like that. So, But they said they had a deceased family member call them. Um, it says, my phone rang and the caller ID appeared on my phone saying dad I answered and said hello multiple times but no voice answered all I could hear is some scratching and shuffling in the background every once in a while after a minute I hung up and ran to tell my mom about it I I assumed she had my dad's phone with her but it was just sitting in the kitchen when my phone rang earlier I was standing right outside the kitchen so I know no one I knew no one else was in the kitchen to use his phone. When I opened his phone, there was no evidence that there was a call made to me. I called his phone just to make sure that his number was still connected to his phone and his phone rang like normal. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Too weird to be a coincidence. I think they're still looking for answers or trying to figure out what happened, but I do know there are a lot of stories like that. I know there is a story that happened in the UK and a person had lost somebody and then started receiving phone calls from that family member. And it's not it's not 
not trying to brush away the person's story, but the, in that story, in the one in UK, it turned out to be the phone company making, like, they had they had given the, the number to somebody else, even though that number was connected to another phone. And I know that happens with a lot of people where you go to call somebody, you know you type the number in right, and for some reason somebody else picks up, and you're like, oh, shit, um, hang up on that number, you call again, and then it goes right to the person you were trying to call. There's another person saying that um, their grandfather had passed away and they had actually received a text message from from the grandfather and it just said, I miss you. And no number. It was just a message that, that came up saying, I miss you. People have a lot of these weird type of coincidences with their phones ringing after... Somebody had passed away. There was another one. Um, this one comes from somebody out in Vegas. They want to remain anonymous, but they have um, an experience at the Circus Circus, which I think I've read some. There have been a lot of paranormal occurrences there. Um, but they start off by saying, this isn't the nicest hotel on the Strip. The first night, everything was normal, except for the second night, when my friend and I took... Over the suite, the two family members had used the night before. The first weird thing that was in the suite was another room attached by a door. The door into the other side of the suite was locked. But we looked under it, and we thought we heard noises coming from it. Mind you, we were at the end of the hallway, so there was no other rooms connected to our hours other than what was supposed to be an extra suite room so I looked under the door and I looked and there was nobody there it appeared to be cleaned up it appeared it hadn't been cleaned in ages from what I could see dressers drawers were partially opened and astray there was a soap bottle on the floor and what looked like rat droppings I got sort of excited because I know Circus Circus is very haunted, and part of our room had two beds, so my friend took one and I took the other one, the bed facing the weird door. Everything had been normal all evening. We were mostly out exploring the hotel and casinos in the area, doing normal Vegas stuff. We got back to our room and got ready for bed when around 2.45am, I was abruptly Woken up by the blankets being yanked over my legs by a shadowy figure. I thought it was my friend playing a prank on me. I immediately turned my bedside light on and saw my friend was sleeping. I woke him up, told him what happened, and we were both pretty freaked out. I know reports of ghosts yanking blankets off people uh, have been reported at this hotel. I did my, my research before heading there. And I had a hard time going back to sleep. When I noticed, when we, I noticed when we first came back into the room, it felt like a darker energy. I heard some scratching noises coming from the other room, which also delayed my sleep. And I ended up taking a nice edible to go back to bed. We woke up the next morning and discussed what we had, what we had happened the night before, and it was pretty exciting and creepy at the same time. Definitely one of the more haunted hotels on the Strip. Thanks. There's a lot of haunted locations there in, in Vegas. 
I mean, for one, we have the Haunted Museum, Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum. Our next story comes from somebody by the name of Gary, and it just says weird things happening in my girlfriend's house. I have been experiencing some weird stuff happening in my girlfriend's bedroom. I sleep at her house two or three times a month since we started a relationship nine months ago. Uh, This week, some things are going on. Last Friday, I was alone in her house while she was at university. And her wardrobe drawers doors moved. Since there was no windows open, those doors are kind of heavy. I believe that's not a thing that normally happens. Last night I was feeling like I was being observed and couldn't fall asleep, so I turned to the bedside so I turned the bedside lamp on and managed to feel comfortable and went to sleep. I woke up at 5 a.m. The light was gone. I checked the socket and it was taken out. Somebody switched the light out. I slept alone in that room and with the doors closed because my girlfriend sleeps in her mom's bedroom. Nobody entered the bedroom last night. I could hear it since I don't sleep heavy and any noise would wake me up. Besides that, I've noticed some things are relocated and I asked her mom about it, and they swear they haven't touched anything or moved anything. I, be- I believe the house is haunted because the first thing I do is to think about logical answers and really force myself to, but this time I couldn't, for any reason, find what caused these things to happen. So we have doors being moved, heavy doors being moved, with no wind or anything to push them, um... I could say depending on the door, if they're a sliding door, maybe it's the house isn't leveled, Um, but I'm not sure. And then when it comes to relocating things, if somebody's swearing they didn't move it, that'll probably baffle me too. Sounds like it could be haunted or her mom is messing with, with him, so. But thanks so much for that story. Now, now this final story is called Nightmarish was titled Nightmarish Apartment. We moved to a new state for my job and got this apartment sight unseen. At first we didn't feel or see anything unusual at first. As time went on we started to notice a shadow move or at times I thought I kept seeing something move into the kitchen. I didn't say anything at first to my wife because I didn't want to freak her out. One day I get a call from her at work that things on the shelf while I was at work and she had told me things on the shelf had launched off. Then she asked if I had been seeing anything weird. As time went on we both started to see small shadows move around. We see drifting smoke in the apartment with no cause for it. My daughter would scream in the middle of the night or during the day about a ghost scaring her. My son would demand the lights to be on at all hours, especially in the kitchen. My wife started waking up in the middle of the night seeing a shadow man in the doorway of the bedroom. Then our smoke detector started beeping in one room, stopping, and then starting in another room. We finally were able to move out. When I was packing up boxes 
Alone after work, I started hearing beeping going off in the other room, so I walked around the corner to see a shadow man sitting at the edge of the couch looking at me. I hurried up and got out of there. I returned the next day with my co-worker to pick up remaining boxes, and when I was leaving, I saw them again peeking around the corner to look at me. My wife returned to do final walkthrough and some last-minute cleaning before returning in the keys. While she was there, a black figure stood in the doorway, pointing towards the door, and a bottle of cleaner launched off the counter. As she was getting ready to leave, all the smoke detectors in the apartment started going off, starting at the back of the apartment and moving towards the door. When she locked the door, they all stopped. Now that does... That definitely sounds like a a nightmarish apartment. I mean, I don't know how... I don't know what could cause any of those things. Maybe being in a new place. You're more scared in a new place. You don't understand. But seeing things fly off of shelves and kids being tortured, I think it's a good thing that they got out of there. Our final story comes from me. We've had some spooky things happen here recently. Um, We had went to this Oddities Expo and we bought a few things and what one of the things we had bought was this um, Catholic mandible, I think it's called. It's what they use to kind of, they wear around their arm and then they wipe uh, the communion cup, I think. Not sure. But yeah, they wipe the cup for the next person to drink out of. We bought one of those, a legit one. And um, we set it in the room. And I think that night... At about three in the morning, a pair of broken, like, devil horns that would light up, they didn't work anymore. Like, they were dead. All of a sudden, they turned on at, like, three or four in the morning, and it lit up the whole room. So I thought, oh, okay, now these now these horns work. Um, but then uh, Tate, she started waking up at three o'clock in the morning every night uh she was increasingly more anxious more scared here um while i was at work she would text me saying she was hearing banging or she would say it sounds like somebody's in in our place now we have a we have a condo so we share a wall with somebody so i thought it was just that and she said no it doesn't sound like that it sounds like somebody's in here um i still I still thought it could just be she's hearing somebody on the other side of the wall. But then it started to be even more. She would wake up with nightmares. She couldn't go back to sleep again at 3 in the morning. And then finally, I was getting ready to work, go to work, and she woke up and she said she had a really terrible nightmare. And she just grabbed onto me and held onto me and... She was crying and saying, no, you don't understand. You can't leave. It's that thing. And she pointed to the mandible. She said, it's that thing. I know it is. It doesn't feel right. And she wouldn't let me leave. She said, please, please, you have to make this go away. I saw its face. Like, I saw it. It's a, she kept saying it was a demon. It's something dark. It's something evil. So, 
I looked up a few things, um, listened to some things from uh, Jean-Paul Capiz, uh, who has been on Into the Fray, and I had help from Ainsley, who has been on the show, uh, Sydney Spooks, and then Cherise from the Lonely Soul Society, um, Paranormal Research. Um, they both helped me out with kind of tackling this thing. Um, I prayed. I did everything to raise my vibrations before, you know, locking myself in a room and basically going to, to war with this, with this dark spirit that, that Tate has seen. And it really freaked her out. I don't think I've ever seen her that scared to the point where she didn't want me to leave. And if I, when I told her that I would just take it with me to work so it wasn't in the house, she said, no, that wouldn't work. I have to get rid of it. So yeah, I raised my vibrations, did prayers, had help from Hainsley and uh, Sharice, and yeah, I prayed and I put holy water over this thing and I I did everything that Hainsley and Sharice helped me, you know, what I should say, what I should do. And while I was doing it, I had headphones in because I was listening to some high vibration frequencies and I felt a tug on my headphone cord. And then I also had my screen on with, um, uh, set it to, I set it so that my screen wouldn't shut off because I was reading prayers off of it. And then my phone completely shut off while I was doing this. Like, it was full battery and it completely shut off. I had to turn it back on and then start over again. The lights were flickering. And then I heard, you know, a real heavy bang on the wall. Now, I don't I don't know what this thing looked like that Tate had saw. I, all I knew is that I had to protect her. But thank you, everybody, for listening on this Halloween evening. Or if I put put it out super late. But I wish everybody a happy Halloween. Please send in your stories to Induced Fear Pod or follow us on Instagram at Induced Fear Podcast, on Facebook at Induced Fear Podcast. And thank you all so much. Another episode will be coming out real soon. Alex will be back on. And remember, guys, to ask questions and face your fears. Thanks for joining us on Induced Fear. Happy Halloween. <laughs>